Hey, podcasters, welcome back. This is Kristen, your host from More Than Rich, shining a light on your financial underwear drawer. And in revealing the underwear drawer so far, we have examined three significant areas, which are cash management and reserves, protection planning, and tax diversification. Uh, Roy Carlson, president of Carlson Financial Services, LLC, has headed these up for us. And three huge takeaways personally for me were a strong values reflection in each one of these processes that Carlson Financial Services lets me be the steward of my finances, that helps me through the spiritual then mechanical part of my own financial process of taking care of myself and my family and learning about the integration of values, which I never thought about when it came to finances and having my accountant here with my independent financial advisor to help me through current tax control and suggested tax diversification. These are huge areas that really have lifted the veil off of my eyes. Wow. But you know what? There's so much more. And we're back here today with Roy Carlson. What's next? (laughs) Hey, Kristen. Well, there are three more additional key planning topics that we'll be addressing over the next weeks. Retirement and redirection. Um, So the world calls it retirement. We're going to talk more about redirection because the concept of retirement has changed dramatically from a cultural perspective. But of course, we want to look at it also from a spiritual perspective. We also want to take a look at investment planning. Same is true. How do we have our faith and values reflected in the decisions we make about the type of investments that we use and how they're allocated? And then finally, the last key area that we'll cover is estate design. Uh, So these are having beneficial arrangements in place, uh, making sure that we have the top uh, and most appropriate legal structure for our assets. So a couple things happen. Uh, One is that what you want to see happen actually happens effectively and efficiently. But more importantly, that your kids are hugging at your funeral and still hugging five years later. I am excited to see definitely how this comprehensive process comes together. And by the way, happy anniversary to you. Thank you. How many years of marriage can we chalk up on the board? Actually, 23 today, which is getting on the verge of being un-American, unfortunately. Evidence of God's grace, you know, that your first year anniversary, uh, you're supposed to purchase paper and five is wood and 10 is aluminum up to 20 for China. And my associate Rob was telling me today that at 23 years, this is actually the Michael Jordan anniversary. Michael Uh, Jordan. (laughs) Well, this was his number. And so apparently I'm supposed to get something from either the University of North Carolina Um, or one of Michael's pro teams like the Bulls to signify 23 years together. I love it. I'll I'll take a pair of Air Jordans. I'm sure your wife would love those too. (laughs) Marriage obviously matters to you, Roy. It's staggering and concerning to me the number of divorces among Christians. Is this a concern to you as well? It's a really big concern, and we noticed in 2019 
that it was the uh, second most popular reason that people came in, and this really, um, this really hurt. It was, I think, an indictment of our church, and I don't mean the building, I mean uh, us as people. It was an indictment of our faith, um, and I took it uh, very personally, and actually it was the impetus behind us getting back to teaching what we're teaching on biblical stewardship, because we would like to think that our faith is meaningful in uh, keeping us married. Wow. So having faith then is not an insurance against divorce. Interestingly enough, Donald Hughes, author of The Divorce Reality, said, In the churches, people have a superstitious view that Christianity will keep them from divorce. But they are subject to the same problems as everyone else, and they include a lack of relationship skills. Just being born again is not a rabbit's foot against divorce. The statistics are are staggering to me. 1,385 divorces happen during the average wedding reception, which is five hours. Over a 40-year period, 67% of first marriages terminate. There are more than 19 million divorces over the course of an average first marriage that ends in divorce. It gives me the chills. What are the top reasons for these divorces today? Why are these stats so staggering, Roy? Well, according to the Institute for Divorce Financial Analysts, the main causes of divorce fall into three main categories. The first being basic incompatibility, the second being infidelity, and the third being money issues. And this is a good part of the reason why for different age demographics, we have decided uh, to do classes and hold classes both virtually and in person that are called uh, financial communication for Christian couples to try and help establish uh, habits for Christian couples that will not be a rabbit's foot, but be a step of faith in helping them to bulletproof their marriage to the extent they can. Surprisingly, money ranked third on the list, not first. Uh, In terms of the kind of money issues that can contribute to divorce, they include a general disagreement on financial goals and how to manage money, financial infidelity, and having too much debt. Uh, Among dating couples who have yet to get hitched, 34% said excessive debt was a deal breaker in pursuing a more serious long-term commitment. With regard to incompatibility, well, that's a broad category that can cover any number of things. For instance, a couple may have different political or religious views that could contribute to the breakup of their marriage. This article goes on to give solutions from a financial planning perspective, and many of them are mechanical, but the world solution always includes a prenup, which I find uh, perhaps damaging in a marriage relationship because when you have the attitude of burn the ships at the shore, Meaning when you're in a marriage and failure is not an option, then instead of looking at the competing solutions of, wow, it might be easier to not be married versus how am I going to solve this? When the only answer is, how am I going to solve this? Then things get solved. That's super insightful. So going through those three main categories for divorce, it sounds really to me, two criteria popped out, right? Values and communication. That's it. 
marriages. It's a, a lot of work. As a steward of the marriage relationship, what are few of the light bulb experiences that have contributed to your longevity in marriage? Well, Kristen, as you know, marriage is a lot of work, but it is a work worth doing. And my wife, I was attracted to her because she's independent, because she's strong, because she's opinionated, because she's beautiful, both inside and out, uh, because she's honest, because she's funny, even when she's not trying to. She's trustworthy, faithful, and maybe above all, she's loyal. And yet we brought huge differences uh, into our marriage relationship, for starters, cultural uh, my wife was born in Cuba and came over to Miami when she was very young, and and <laughs> and I am not. Although I grew up in Miami, both my parents are Anglo American, and I remember the first time that my wife came over for a dinner at my parents' house, and it was the Easter holiday. And immediately, my wife went into the kitchen after greeting and started helping, because in her culture, to not do so would be immediately to be branded as something you didn't want to be branded as. But yet in my house, this was seen as, oh my gosh, the nerve. I grew up in a house where I wasn't really even allowed in the kitchen while we were cooking dinner. And so these things can be a a struggle. Uh, The flip side, the first time I went over to my wife's, to a family dinner, uh, it was dramatically different. The, The women went and got food and put the food down in front of their husbands and they started to eat and then the women went and got their food. Uh, And so uh, those are big adjustments. Uh, Economically, we come from dramatically different backgrounds. My wife went to uh, Miami Jackson High School in Miami, which was a a school that was in the poorest part of Miami. And I attended Miami Palmetto, which would be uh, in an area where people were considered fairly economically well off. And language, of course. My wife's language is first Spanish. So, you know, at the time where we were meeting, one of the most common phrases uh, was no means no, but apparently in the Spanish dialect, it doesn't, because the, <laughs> the reaction to many statements in Spanish is uh, no por qué, and then it might be yes and it might be no. Because of our background and experiences of differences and because we were just different people and we were a little older, our first year of marriage was really hard. And we had already known each other almost five years. Uh, I thought it was great because it was so much better than what I experienced growing up. Um, And my wife thought it was a complete disaster. And so we learned much from this. And uh, having decided that divorce wasn't an option, uh, one of the first things that we learned was that In order to be given what you desire from your spouse, it doesn't come best from asking for it or demanding it. The best way for our spouses to fulfill our needs is for us to fulfill theirs. And this was consistent with Scripture, and it was a huge turning point for our marriage because we learned that growth and service fit very well together. Some of the other key light bulb experiences that we learned from was, for me, I learned that the term yes, honey, was critical, uh, that I didn't have to be right on everything, and rarely am I. And another lesson that took a significant period of time was to close the drawer. For the first 10 years of our marriage, anytime I saw a door or a drawer open, my question to my wife is, are you finished here? (laughs) 
But what I learned was that all I really needed to do was just close the door. Or no porqué. <laughs> I get that too. Maybe the most essential thing that we learned in our marriage was that our marriage is better when daily we do a devotional together, when we prayer together, because ultimately marriage is a spiritual battle. And uh, my pastor, Pastor Dwayne at Open Door Baptist Church, I know also fights this spiritual battle with us, and we have asked and he has agreed to come on and talk at more length about the spiritual battle that we wage in marriage. I'm I'm very excited for uh, what will be gleaned from that by you, our listener. Uh, Another light bulb experience we had was together my wife and I read a book by Gary Thomas called Sacred Marriage. And the book asks, what if God designed marriage to make us holy more than to make us happy? Not that marriage can't make us happy, uh, although sometimes it won't, but it will certainly uh, make you holy. And I think this goes back a lot to uh, the service issue. And I think the other largest light bulb experience I had was a gentleman who I have a great deal of respect for uh, him and his maturity in the Christian walk said to me one time as we were praying together that, Roy, uh, when uh, I was raising my family, uh, I wish I would have led better at home. And For me, that was impactful, and it made me realize that one of my biggest roles at home with my family is to lead in faith and lead with humility, and leading is ultimately what gives security to our wives, and it allows them to give the respect uh, that we so desire. Roy, this is some great insights. And um, you touched upon earlier the financial communication for Christian couples that you will be spearheading. So are these going to be some like great virtual date nights that couples can come and learn about finance and daily devotional prayer? You know, I said earlier that my wife and I had different languages, and it goes deeper than just Spanish versus English, because uh, my language is finance, and her language is accounting, and apparently they're just as different as English is from Spanish. Because of that, uh, we learned a tremendous number of tips in how to go through our financial life from a biblical perspective. And so the three advisors, myself, Rob, and and Nathan here at Carlson Financial Services are going to share the experience, strength, and hope that we have uh, from Scripture and our own experiences that we hope will help people to align their values uh, with their goal of having a, a great marriage. Fantastic. And um, our viewers can check out these classes on the website in the future. So we'll have these both available with a web format. And then our hope is uh, that we're going to be able to congregate together as well. Stay tuned and we'll let you know what that looks like as we live in interesting and different times. And these classes will more than likely happen early the fall, right after summer? We will have these scheduled in the fall. And so they'll be available throughout the fall to you. Excellent. This was a great podcast. Thanks for all this amazing insight, Roy. And I love that Carlson Financial Services will have these communication classes up on the website for the fall. If you folks need any more information, please remember to log on to www.carlsonfinancialservices.com. 
and we look forward to our next podcast with Roy Carlson and talking about retirement and redirection. You've heard it here. Thanks for joining us on More Than Rich, shining a light on your financial underwear drawer. Investment advisory services offered by duly registered individuals on behalf of Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Creative One Wealth LLC and Carlson Financial Services LLC are unaffiliated entities. Insurance products and services are offered through Carlson Financial Services, LLC. The presence of this podcast shall in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell investment advisory services to any residents of any state other than the state of North Carolina or where otherwise legally permitted. Carlson Financial Services, LLC and Roy Carlson is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax or investment advice.